Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to our first live edition of the pregame podcast brought to you by Orange Weekly. As always, my name is Jared. I'm joined here by David. Big win, David. Big win coming off that Cowboys game. That was huge for a lot of people. I think there was a lot of concern going into that game on how the Broncos were going to do, where the Broncos are at as a franchise. Does this add more confusion or does this add more clarification to the rest of the season, how the Broncos are going to be more confusion for sure. Cause I, I still can't escape the feeling somehow that the Broncos are bad this year. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like they have really good players for sure. They have a lot of good players and a lot of those really good players who for good stretches during that four game losing streak were not, like either literally not on the field because of injury or figuratively just nowhere to be seen as far as making an impact on games. Um, a lot of those players have started to show up now. Um, Justin Simmons is a guy who, who was really kind of struggling for a little while and has come on like a freight train in these last couple of games, really, um, you know, playing up to that all pro status that we know he's capable of um, that he's shown so often before. Um, so, you know, there's those kind of things that make me really encouraged and then there's things that make me pause. Like, again, you know, watching a, a receiver get behind Kyle Fuller. Um, and, you know, luckily the quarterback misses him this play so that it doesn't hurt us. But who knows next time, um, you know, going into third and long situations seven times in that game. And, yeah, you converted some of those this time. But your percentage before that Cowboys game on those type of plays had been horrible. Uh, and it seems like that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing that's not sustainable, like to go and convert four of eight or five of nine on those, on those big long drive of third downs. It feels like that's not the kind of offense this Broncos team has. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, again, on the flip side, almost 200 yards rushing and it's like, all right, if we can incorporate that or just the attempt at that every game you know, what, what kind of success are we going to see? So that's why, you know, definitely not more clarification for me. I've got more questions than answers coming out of it. But like you said, Jared, big, big win. And I'm certainly not going to look that gift horse in the mouth. Right. Yeah. No, there's a huge debate right now that I think that's uh, going around the league, specifically in Broncos country was, did we beat the Cowboys or the Cowboys beat themselves? You know, and I get it. I understand watching that game. I was super stoked. Look, I I Mm -hmm. loved everything, everything about that game. Everything seemed to go our way for the first time in all year, maybe in the last couple of years. Um, But our offense scored 30 points. And I don't think that is a fluke. You can't say that 30 points on the board is luck. You could say a couple, a couple, you know, we got a couple uh, extra gifts, right? We'll say that punt, right? The extra, that punt uh, block uh, that, that we picked up, didn't get the first down, but they touched it and that's their fault, right? But um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of debate on how that game was, was one. And, but I, I don't think 30 point, yeah, I don't, I don't, I do not say 30 points is, is uh, a ruse. Like I don't. Well, it's a good week to find out. Um, because, and let's just jump right into it. Our matchup here against Philadelphia this week, uh, our our offense matches up really well. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if we can carry over that offensive success because as we'll deep dive into a little bit here, I think the Broncos have a really good chance of matching up really well against this Eagles team. I think the things that we do well 
uh, go really well with the things they do poorly on defense. So, yeah, before we get into that, David, let's just mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, everybody needs to sit back, relax. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, whether you're watching live on YouTube or you're listening to this on one of your favorite podcast listening stations. Hit the subscribe button, hit that share button, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. And welcome back. As you all know, we are sponsored by the one and only DraftKings. And right now, if you go on to DraftKings.com, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, new customers bet just $1 on any team to score this week, and you can win $100 in free bets. Any team scores, you score with DraftKings.com. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. You can play for huge cast prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests as they are giving away free shots at millions of dollars in total prizes on their first deposit. This is what we need you to do. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. It's that easy. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. As always, you must be 21 years or older, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and that $1 wager is required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Dave, let's get into this. We, we're going into Philly. Uh, mm-hmm. Philly coming into Denver. We're wearing the throwback uniform, so there's got to be something to say about throwing those throwback uniforms on. And I got to admit, uh, absolutely love the color rush uniforms that they're about to wear with ah. the current blue with the old school logo. You know how we, this is a big debate between me and you, David. I, I love like this. I love this logo with the the new colors. You wish it was the old colors. I just there's so many so many teams in the NFL that use a navy blue right now. I want to I just go back to that royal blue. It looks it goes so well with that orange. But I get it. I get where you're coming from. Color rush. It's my favorite week of the week of the season too. Um, always a little bit better when you think you've got a chance to win that game. And what do you think, Jared? For the first time in a couple weeks, do you think we're ready to be? To believe, or th- do you think we're ready to be hurt by this Broncos team again? I'm not ready to be hurt. Look, we have a three and six Eagles team coming into Denver after a huge win in Dallas. Which, by the way, anybody that went to that game or anybody that was watching, thank you so much for the support that you guys gave the Denver Broncos. Broncos country is absolutely out there for that game. We're coming back to Denver. I do not think there's going to be as many empty seats as we saw the week before. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the color rush uniforms, a three and six Eagles team coming in. I'm not ready to be hurt. I, honestly, I'm expecting just another absolutely absolute performance from these Denver Broncos. And and you may be a pessimist here, but I'm an optimist here. I think this is what the Broncos. This is what every Broncos country fan has seen from the Broncos from day one. With the the names that we have on paper. This is what we are expecting throughout the whole season. What yeah. we saw in the Cowboys game is what we expected to see. And this is just the first time we saw it. So can we see it again here in Philly? That's the big question, right? Well, and it's, you know, the, really the question for, for me has been, can the Broncos defense play up to their potential? Because the offense has really been, you know, average 
and fluctuating between average and slightly above average and slightly below average all year. Um, the defense, which we all thought you could, you could just pencil it in for top five. And it just, it wasn't even when we were winning games, um, last couple of weeks, even in that Cleveland loss, they really have played, played a lot better. Um, didn't play the well, the run well against Cleveland at all. Um, but you know, against Dallas and Washington really tightened that up as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a defense on the rise right now. Um, and if it's a defense that if it continues to play the way it did at Dallas, uh, they, they can win every game. They can be in every game. Um, and so maybe, uh, you know, I, I know we were talking about how well the Broncos offense matched up against their defense, but let's, let's go defense first. What do you say, Jared? Um, yeah, let's do it. So I'm saying, so I'm, uh, he, first of all, let's talk about injuries. Uh, Pat Sertan still not practicing. Um, sounded like maybe there was a chance that he could get on the practice field this week. Um, but now, now maybe seeing, seeming like probably not, maybe not going to play this week. Um, so you're, you're going to see another healthy dose of Kyle Fuller in there. Uh, I'm not sure of Michael Ojemudia's status from the COVID list. I think he's still on it. So uh, as far as he goes, I think it's, it's probably a no-go for him. Um, going to see Nate Harrison, going to see Kyle Fuller. Uh, <clears throat> if Pat Sertan can somehow get on the practice field tomorrow, you know, maybe there's an outside shot, but I, I, I'm expecting to see them go without him. What do you think this secondary how do you think they match up against these Eagle skill position players without Sertan? Yeah. So I'm looking up the Michael Ogier media stats right now. I'm trying to figure out where we're at. Um, but yeah, if Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller play, both those have been playing lackluster and, and not lackluster in the NFL, right? They get beat a couple times. Normally that's a normal thing, and but I think Darby's been good, but Fuller Fuller has been, almost a liability at times out there if yeah. not totally a liability out there i mean i mean both of them have gotten beaten a couple times and yeah. the problem here is look the, the fact that we have to rely on our number one pick overall which is great i mean you know we we love we love ps2 but um having both of our corners be a liability is, is a little bit of an issue when you're going up against um some pretty high powered um receivers Devonte smith uh and jalen rager mm. look i i I like them, and I like the safety tandem, and I, I feel like we're going to build around their strengths, and I think that's the best thing that Vic Fangio does, and give him crap for all he is for uh, for what we've seen this season and the, maybe the negativity of this season, even though we're above 500 for the first time at this point in the season in a long time. But, uh, you know, our defense last week played very well with some some backup linebackers, some guys we got off the, you know, off the trade wire and and the injuries that we've had on the defense. I think our defense is playing very well and I want to give credit to Vic Fangio to find the the strengths and weaknesses on this defense. And if we have to play Fuller and Darby, he's going to find that. I would like if Ojemudi was back. And if I ever find out if he's going to be back, I'll let you know. Yeah. But um I I just don't know if that's the case and um you know that the Jalen Hurts is playing well. Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball very well. His pass grade is 76, which is a decent, pretty good grade overall for a quarterback uh, throwing the ball. I don't think we have too much of an issue running like with the with the run game. I think we'll be fine to be able to stop the run game, but we're not going to get pressure to him. This offensive line is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have probably one of the best offensive lines, and then we've played some of the best offensive line in the past. Lane Johnson. Um, Jordan Malta on the opposite side, and obviously Kelsey in the middle at the center point. He's a he's a multi pro bowler. Um, yeah, Jordan Malata. 
Yeah, Jordan Mailata, like you said, at left tackle, they felt comfortable enough with him to let to Jason Peters, uh, you know, walk out the door. Uh, you know, their yes. longtime left tackle. Uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely a good sign for him that they were felt comfortable doing that. Going to be a little bit different for the Broncos, uh, especially Jonathan Cooper. A little bit more of a test uh, for Jonathan Cooper this week in that matchup against uh, Mailata. If he's if he's lined up on that against that left side, uh, he was up against Terrence Steele in you know backup left left tackle for for the Cowboys and and had quite a bit of success. Um so yeah, hopefully hopefully he can keep that going uh, this week. Do you think um it, it, you know that's your, that's that's I think you you were just hitting on it. Uh this Eagles offensive line, do you think that's their strength on offense right now? I I that's 100% their strength. The only reason Jalen Hurts is doing as well as he is as a rookie is is because of that offensive line. That's 100% mm. where I I see that coming. Um yeah, you're right, Jonathan Cooper and Weatherly, who played very well last week. Again, that that tandem, uh, can't wait for Bradley Chubb to get back after the bye, but uh, I, I think that tandem is good, but can they stand up to one of the better offensive lines in the NFL against the pass rush, right? Yeah. The run, their run rush is not very – I mean, their run uh, block is not great. Uh, their, run, they, their run team is not a great run team, but um, – And they're not a run – has the ability. Yeah, they're not a run-first offense either. They haven't got Miles Sanders out there, haven't had him for a while because of injury. Um, so, yeah, they're not a run-first team. They've got Quez Watkins uh, and Jalen Rager last year's first-round pick. But this year's first-round pick, Devonta Smith, um, has really been doing well for them at wide receiver. Those are He's kind of become an emerging favorite of Jalen Hurts. So that's really what I'm going to be watching is, is can our secondary match up you know, they played really well against a Dallas skill position group that is loaded, uh, you know, with, with CD lamb, with Amari Cooper, um, Dallas Schultz in there at tight end. And you've got Dallas Goddard. Um, I don't think it's Dallas Schultz is the, but anyway, it's Dallas Goddard for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, another athletic young tight end, um, who's going to have to come up against Baron Browning and Kenny young. And those guys are going to have to make plays. Those guys are going to have to come up in coverage against the, that tight end. Uh, and lock him down the way they were they were able to against Dallas. Um, I, I like them. You know, I don't I don't see any problems with the with the Broncos defense matching up against this Ravens run game. Um, I think they're averaging something like 120, 130 rushing yards per game. So, but uh, it's just it's not a special rushing offense right now. They're starting Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a mobile guy. Uh, he's getting a lot of gra- yards on the ground for them. Um, I don't know, Jared. What what do you think is the X factor for this Broncos defense against their offense? What, what do you think they need to do really well to succeed? It's going to be this middle, this middle linebacker spot mm-hmm. and, and spying on Jalen hurts because Jalen hurts. If he doesn't see an opening in the first two reads, he's going to take off and he mm-hmm. has the capability to take off and run very, very well. So we need to be able to spy that, that quarterback. And I think that's going to be the difference in this game. Can we keep Jalen hurts from, from running it on the ground? I think we could beat him over the air. I don't think there's going to be an issue, but can we get the pressure slash can we get some sort of spy on him yeah. to to make sure that he doesn't take off for 15 to 20 to 30 yards at a time? And they had, and that was another thing Baron Browning, they were having him do in that last week week's game against Dallas. They had him spy Dak Prescott on at least one play. Um, it's so interesting the way that they trust him, the way that uh, they were talking about him in training camp as a guy who had a lot of progress to make up, a lot of ground to make up. Uh, and now he's got a ton of different roles on this defense, and he's really performing them all really well. Well, I mean, a part, I'm 
a majority of part of this is because of injuries, right? He would yeah. not be here if we didn't have three injuries to our inside linebacking core. Right. Uh, two season, three season injuring. And then uh, bringing in Kenny Young was, I think, probably the best move. With all the draft picks doing so well that they have done, uh, I got to give George Payton this this shout out. Kenny Young is playing absolutely fantastic there and inside linebacker the last couple games since he's been here. And I'll tell you what else with Kenny Young, um, and this is just Twitter reporting, so take it for what it is. But I've heard from a lot of people on Twitter that he's kind of brought this sense of urgency, um, this higher level of expectations, uh, you know, coming over from the Rams that had one loss when they traded him to Denver, <clears throat> you know. Just seeing the kind of success that he'd been having all year um, and maybe wanting to bring some of that attitude to Denver. And it's really, really played off well in the locker room. He's really bonded with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, It's been a really good experience to have Kenny Young. And hopefully he's a guy that can stick around. Talk about someone that can bring the team together. That might Mm -hmm. be it, right? Teddy Bridgewater coming into this, this league. Uh, coming into Denver was talking about bringing the team together, bringing the offensive line together. If yeah. Kenny Young could be that on the defense, this is a special team. We all know this is a special team. I think everybody in Broncos country knows and can see that this is a special team. It's just got to be somebody out there that's going to bring this team together. If those are the guys, I'm happy for it. I'm excited for the rest of the season. Well, so um, a little bit more on the injury front because Baron Browning actually did uh, skip practice day today. Um, sounds like he had some back spasm issues. Also sounds like he's going to be okay. Shelby Harris has not practiced yet this week. It sounds like, I think he's sick, um, non-COVID related illness. Uh, it's the kind of thing where if he was, if he had a COVID related illness, we would have already known by know. now. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, you know, if it's, if he's not feeling well enough to not practice two, two days in a row, he's obviously not feeling too good. Uh, so hopefully we get him back on the field sooner rather than later. Um, let's see. You said special team so many times that I think we have to talk about the special teams just for a real quick second because, man, they were back to their old bad selves again this week. It was tough. Yeah, real bad. Um, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I don't know what to say about it other than, uh, I mean, opening kickoff. Like that yeah. that was basically like just the, the beginning of, well, this is, we're back. And, right. And um, yeah, it, it sucks because I think McManus of all of our special teams, McManus has been the one solid ground that we've had. He had he had a bad game, and you got to give it to him. Like it right, every once in a while, you have a bad game. Luckily for him, it was a bad game that we we're absolutely destroying the other team, so he he could have a bad game. Um, but you'd like to just not see this from the coverage teams again. The punt and kickoff is just just absolutely horrendous, and we we have to get over it, right? Yeah, I mean you think, but also maybe they're just bad and maybe they just will be all season i i don't know jared i I, i've given up expecting any more from a tom mcmahon unit than this like really uh what else can you say we we know what the problem is it's not being fixed It, it continues to be a problem week after week you know what else can you say I mean, there's not much to say about special teams. I, I, I can't. Uh, okay. All let's right. go ahead and move on to the other side of the ball because I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. Let's talk about our uh, Broncos offense with Jerry Judy back who's having just – I mean, talk about a guy who's had a, a crazy bounce back season from what he had. It, it sucks with his injury and everything that he's gone through, but this guy is just coming out here and, and making plays when he needs to, and I absolutely love Jerry Judy. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And and you know what? Right now, it's 
it's not him making those highlight reel catches like maybe we thought we were going to see right away, but it is him contributing to the offense in meaningful ways, converting big time third downs, um, you know, picking up yardage on first and second down, uh, opening up things for the other receivers, giving Tim Patrick the chance to face single coverage where he shines. Tim Patrick is so good in single coverage. Um, you know, giving Cortland Sutton the opportunity to go get balls. It's just opened up things for the entire offense to have him in there a little bit. Um, you know, I, it's a little bit of an overstatement to say they can't play without him, but it, it's definitely way better to have him back. And you can see the offense functioning a little bit better with him there. Yeah. I mean, it, that's really what it comes down to. The mm-hmm. offense is just, it's, it's, they're just gelling, right? To use a list term here. Yeah. Uh, they're just gelling better together with the three, with the three uh, great wide receivers. And this might be the last time. And it most likely will be the last time we see these three wide receivers out on the field together. And uh, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, both uh, up for contract this year. And Jerry Judy, obviously saw in his rookie contract. I, I love, I love what we see out of them. I love the contribution from all of them. And I think that, Teddy Bridgewater really has the best receiving core he's ever had in his career, which is why he's playing some of the best football he's ever had in his entire career. Right. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know, credit to you, Jared, you've been on the Tim Patrick train from the very, very beginning. And I said this in our, in our group chat when he made that, you know, over the shoulder, incredible 44 yard touchdown catch. Somebody's going to pay him $50 million next year. And Absolutely. we're just going to have to deal with that because, but see, I say that it might be this kind of thing where he's just criminally overlooked again. How can it be? You might say to yourself, but you know, I, if, if he somehow finds his way back to Denver next year, I don't know. That's yeah, going to be pretty it. impressive. Yeah. Someone, yeah. someone's going to play, pay him wide receiver one money. He, they have to, you think, he you is think. wide receiver one talent. Absolutely. And, and it he, shows every week. It. Absolutely. Every week. He shows every week. And we talk about in the Rage of Show about the mom and dad. Who, who are you going to vote for? Who are you going to vote for? Uh, Cortland Sutton to get over 100 yards or Tim Patrick to get over 100 yards? And it's like a mommy daddy thing. Like you want both of them to succeed. One is probably going to succeed over the other. And um, I I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously a huge Tim Patrick fan. Coming up, coaching in San Diego. Uh, he's a San Diego kid. I've, I've talked about this for a long time. I like the guy a lot. I think he's an, an awesome receiver, and yeah, he's getting what he deserved. He he literally worked from the bottom to where he is at now, and it's just absolutely deserved from where he's going. I'd like to see him both in the team next year, but yeah. it is what it is. Right. So, let's talk about this: how they match up against this secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Uh, Zach McPherson's playing very, very good defense mm-hmm. um, as a backup. I think he's a backup, isn't he? Well, and so, I, you know, Darius Slay went out last week, um, and I think, he, uh, you know, he may have come in for him. Uh, Slay had that hamstring injury, and right. it's, it, it limited him in practice today. He was he did participate, so he may be able to play for this game, but a hamstring injury on a cornerback, that's a guy who's going to be running a step slower, uh, even if he is out there. Um, so, yeah, that, that may be a matchup you can exploit. Um, he's, you know, Slay's a guy who didn't play that well in the, his first year there last year, but has kind of been bouncing back. Um, yeah, the rest of the secondary, I, it's, it's a matchup. The Broncos have an advantage. It seems to me because uh, we were talking about it a little b- bit before the show, the Eagles don't like to do anything real exotic on defense. They don't like to disguise coverages or blitzes. 
Um, they they will blitz on occasion, but it really mostly is rush four. You know, we'll beat on. We'll cover it up on the back end the way we cover it up. Uh, and if you can beat that, great. And more power to you. The problem for them is quarterbacks have been beating them uh, to the tune of 80% completion rates. I believe that's happened against them four times this season already, including last week against the Chargers. Uh, so it is very much a Teddy Bridgewater kind of game where if he's willing to sit back and take what the defense gives him, which is one of his strengths as a player, uh, he can really have success against this Eagles defense. Um, so, yeah, I see that. Uh, you know, I, I hesitate to say we should get away from that rushing offense that gave us so much success last week. Uh, but, yeah, it, it seems to me that it, they're going to have avenues and windows to throw the ball this week if they want to try to do that. I, I agree with you 100%. I think their run defense is it looks like a lot of their secondary pulls up and loads the box slash assists in that run. Um, however, I do think we have two running backs that could be able to to take advantage of that. And if we keep the same game plan that we did against the Cowboys, we're going to be able to succeed. Um, as I'm looking through this injury list, I finally found it. Um, it doesn't look good, David. Like, I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, a lot of these names, I mean, I did not yeah. know that Tim Patrick did not participate. He was limited to participate in today's practice and Thursday's practice. Um, Kendall Hinton was limited yeah. in practice. Yeah. Uh, he's been limited all week. Uh, Albert O, who's our other, our only other tight end, I think is Noah Fant supposed to be back this week. Noah Fant is off the COVID list, yes. So he he will be able to go probably this week. But even um, then, with Albert O, I'd like to see them. That double tight end set was working very well for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it was Sobert out there, uh, Sobert blocks really well, and Fant does not block really well. Yeah, this, and, this might uh, be this might be one of those 2015 uh, or 2014. 13 type uh, offenses where we only put out the the pass catching tight end when we are in pass catching situations and then a run block to get tight end when we're in run block situations like yeah. this might be one of those times that we have to throw that out there so um Dalton Reisner questionable Shelby Harris questionable Caden Stearns I didn't know was on the questionable list uh, who another guy who played very well? Garrett Bowles uh, got, probably going to miss the second game. At this point, it's going to be Calvin Anderson almost certainly in there at left tackle again, who played really yeah. well against Dallas. Should get gets gets should get a lot of credit for his performance, but he's going to be called on again this week. It looks like yeah. uh, Bobby Massey will on be the out right tackle. Yeah. yeah, yep, he'll be out. Um, so yeah, Broncos will be missing both starting tackles. Uh, Graham Glasgow's out for the year, so we've already got Quinn Miners in there for sure. Maybe Natane Muti uh, in there as well. Um, at tackle? So yeah. No, I mean, at, at guard, if Dalton Reisner can't go. Um, oh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah th- potentially Lloyd Cushenberry may only may be our only starter at offensive line, um, which, you know, Fletcher Cox, not the player that he used to be, but certainly not a player that you want to discard, not a player that you can safely uh, say, oh, he's, he's aged out of his effectiveness. That's not true. Uh, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, um, these Eagles have some guys that can rush the passers, so it's definitely you know uh, we're a, a matchup of concern if if there are multiple guys you know four four out of those five starters can't go this week. That's so unfortunate that our offensive line is down to one yeah. starter from the beginning yeah. of the season, and I talk about our linebackers down to zero starters, our offensive line down to one. That's that would be really tough. I expect at least one of those guys to go. I'd like to see Dalton Reisner back out there. Uh, I mean, ultimately, I'd like to see – do you say Massey is out for sure? Yeah, Massey's definitely out. That's 
now that's news to me as uh, breaking news. Uh, <laughs> Massey being out, that's tough. Uh, yeah. Both of our offensive tackles out for this game is going to be a tough ride, which honestly to me means run the ball with the guys who could break tackles. And, yeah. and both of our guys can break tackles. Both of our running backs can break tackles. And that's what it's going to come down to is just continuing to run the ball, control the ball, control the clock. And, do what we did against um, against Dallas, and I think we'll have a good shot at this game. I'm being optimistic, David. I, I do think our defense can stop Philly, um, and, and our offense has enough firepower to be able to take advantage of, regardless of how backup or how deep our offensive line room is, to take advantage of this Philly defense. Yeah, me too. Um, I agree with you, Jared. I, I, you know, We'll get into our score predictions here in, in just a minute. But I like this matchup for Denver overall. Um, the, you know, the crowd's going to be absolutely insane this week, color rush week, like we were talking about. Uh, you just came off of a huge win on the road where you beat the Cowboys. It's not going to be an eleven thousand no show kind of week for sure. Yep, that's definitely what we're looking at. Let's get let's get into our score predictions, David. As we go into this game, I know you're a little bit skeptical on whether or not we can keep up this this uh, Cowboys type game mentality. I'm optimistic here. What are you thinking? I mean, I think they're going to win. I don't know if they put a hurting on the Eagles like they put against the Cowboys. I think, you know, as as much fun as it was, I think that was a little bit of an aberration game. Um, I think it's somewhere more in the neighborhood of 24-17 Broncos. And I, you know, at this point, um, I almost hate to pick the Broncos to win just because I picked them to lose two weeks in a row. And Nailed the score the first time, almost hit the it the slap. Yeah. Oh yeah, on the opposite side, almost hit it last week again too. Um, exactly right on for the opposite side. So I don't know. <laughs> Me picking against the Broncos has led to some pretty decent success for them. Uh, but I am going to go Broncos twenty four seventeen. This is huge, and mm. I don't know if the locker room's feeling this, but going six and four into a bye is a huge difference. Going five and five into a bye. Mm-hmm. Right next week, so uh, I think this is a huge game with a three and six Eagles coming to Denver. The, I, it's it's hard to see a loss here. It really is. It's it's almost a perfect storm, and I don't think that the Broncos have any chance of looking over this. It's not like we're you know nine and one or eight and one and going into this game and overlooking like an opponent. We're five really- and four. Yeah, we're fighting for a spot where every single team in the AFC West has five wins, and we're in the bottom of that because we have lost to the Raiders once. So we're zero and one in the division. Everybody has five wins, no matter how great or bad everybody's playing. We are bottom of the division right now. We have to win every single game. Going six and four into a bye week would be absolutely huge. I think this defense finally got it, and that's the other thing that I think we really have to come down to is I think this defense has finally started to click. I think Kenny Young has brought a uh, a fresh perspective to the defense, and I think we hold them to under 14 points. I I think this final score, I'd also with the offensive line injuries that we've had, I don't think that we score more than 20 points. So I think the final score is 20 to 10 Broncos. Very good. Okay. What? Do you, let me ask you this: Do you think if the Broncos rush for less than 100 yards, they win this game? No. Okay. Okay. I agree. No. I agree. And uh, you know, I think that's most games at this point. Because the Broncos, and that's the thing. It's crazy to me if the Broncos don't rush for 100 yards in a game. They have 
such talented players, you know, and Gordon and Williams at that position. Well, not just Gordon Williams, but the offensive line is blocking so well on the run. Yeah, like absolutely. obviously Gordon and Williams are breaking a couple tackles, but like the offensive line is getting them pushed. I think the only game that we've watched this this year that they didn't have that opportunity was for some reason the Raiders game. For some reason the 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 running backs were getting hit two yards behind line of scrimmage. I just could not figure it out. I'm watching the game like what is the difference between this game and every other game you've seen this offensive line? Uh, that's the only game I've really had a lot of concern, and that's kind of when I started getting a little negative on the Broncos. Yeah, because if yeah. we can't stop, if we can't stop a four man rush on a run, then there's there's nothing we could do. But obviously, you saw it against the last couple weeks. We saw it against decently. I mean, they talk about the Washington uh, football team. Their defensive line is nothing to frown at. Yeah, and those yeah. guys are guys that can get off blocks and make tackles, and we still ran the ball against them. I think. I think maybe. Hold on. Maybe. Maybe. The coaching staff has been listening to us. <laughs> and maybe they're starting to run the ball because we told them, hey, look, you got to establish a running game before you can go to the pass game. There's right? literally not a doubt in my mind that that is exactly what is happening. Yes. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. All right, Jared. It, well, that was kind of my final thought. That was, what about you? Any final thoughts? My final thought here is I would absolutely love with a three and six Eagles team coming to Denver on color rush weekend. I, I, we absolutely need this win. Uh, this is going to be a turning point, And we'll talk about it at the end of the season as a turning point in this season uh, at a five and four Broncos with the Eagles yeah. coming to town, a three and six Eagles coming to town. Now, obviously it's nothing to frown at J- Jalen hurts is a very good quarterback and we have to be able to spy him. We have to be able to make sure that he, we can control what he does but I see us walking away with this win, going six and four into the bye, and we talking about after this bye, we have a different season on our hands, and all the AFC West teams are going into uh, games this week. They're not all going to win, and we might be in the top two and back into playoff contention with a six and four Denver Broncos. Yeah, it's it's absolutely another one of those games this season. It feels like we've had three or four already, where it you know the, this could totally change how the way the way we look at the entire rest of the season the outcome of this one game um yeah yeah, if we go into the bye week five and five having lost to the eagles it's going to be rough in broncos country um but you know if we're six and four especially if we win convincingly you know it'll be the sky's the limit absolutely and and i I, i'm hoping for it and i'm praying (laughs) for it and i'm seeing it i see it yep i see it i'm like i'm literally watching it in my head i think that we win this game um, I, I'm predicting it. I don't know if I'm I'm ready to expect it yet. I don't know if I'm ready I, to trust. I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning a win. Jared's and, ready uh, to get hurt. Jared's ready to get hurt right now. Jared's ready to I, get hurt again. Oh, I'm there. He it's He's ready to get hurt again. Right. I'm yep. ready to get hurt again. You it's, are. It's unfortunate, but uh, six and four. Here we come. Let's yep. do this. There you go. Um, All right. Well, hey, get, thank you guys so much for listening again. If you uh, make sure you download the podcast, make sure you are. Um, sharing with your friends, family, and foes. And as always, we're here. We are Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Make sure you're following us on all your social media sites. David, thanks so much again. Love doing this every single week with you. Glad we could do this live uh, this time. And um, if you guys aren't watching, follow our YouTube page. We do this live probably every Thursday night, every Thursday or Wednesday night, depending on how we go into the rest of the season. But David, thanks again. And all, as always, we end on a very hearty Go Broncos! Go Broncos!
Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.